Copper Hills, it's my privilege and honor to be joining you virtually this weekend. Thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to share with you what God has placed on my heart. Before I officially begin, I'd like to just have us take a moment and spend some time in silent prayer. Over the last three months, to be honest with you, I haven't known anybody personally who's suffered from COVID-19. But just in the last week and a half, there's been a few people in my own life that have been affected by this illness. One of my friends called me this week and said that he had contracted COVID-19. My nephew's wedding was canceled this past weekend because somebody in the wedding party contracted COVID-19. Another one of my friends, their teenage son got it and then it spread through the entire family. And so I'd like to just begin by having us take about 20 seconds and just letting you pray for another person, uh, whatever God may be laying on your heart at this time. And I'm gonna spend some time silently praying for a few of my friends that have been affected by COVID-19 as well. And then we'll continue. Join me in prayer. Dear God, I just pray right now for anybody who is specifically going through and dealing with COVID-19. God, I pray that you would be with the people in our community and around the world that are most susceptible and most vulnerable to this disease, to this virus. God, I pray that you would give them strength, give them courage. We pray for healing. And then we just pray for really everyone that you would help us to look not just to ourselves, but look to other people, look to the interests of others to do what's best for them and ultimately to look to you, Jesus. It's in your name that we pray, amen. Well, for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about love. Love is what it's all about. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul wrote some specific things about love that's been used in a lot of different places and settings. Today, we're in verse four. Verse four of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says this, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. Last week, Brad covered patience and kindness. And today I'm gonna be talking about it. Love does not envy, it does not boast, and it is not proud. Why is it that I have to preach on something that I struggle with the most? Just being really honest and vulnerable with you, I struggle with envy. I struggle with boasting about myself. I struggle with being prideful. These are all things that I struggle with and maybe some of you struggle with one or two or all three of these as well. Right now, do you feel like you are dealing with one of these more than another or struggling with one of these more than another? I want you just to think about that as we begin this journey of looking at how love is not supposed to be about envy. It's not supposed to be about boasting. It's not supposed to be about pride. I was doing a little bit of research and Psychology Today magazine says that people most envy these five things in others. They envy other people's money, their monetary status. They envy other people's relationships that they have. They envy other people's children, how their children are, how they're behaving, how they're performing, how they're doing in life. It says they envy other people's physical attractiveness. If I'm honest with you, that's one of the things that I, I struggle with. I feel like here at Copper Hills, we have one of the most physically attractive staff in the entire country. 
Also, lastly, it says we struggle with professional success. We envy other people's success professionally, their careers and in their jobs. Next, what about boasting? Reader's Digest says people most boast about these things in themselves. They boast about their own job. They boast about their favorite sports teams. Maybe some of you know somebody that they're always talking about their team and their team that they love and always communicating about that. Some people, it says, boast most about their own children or if they don't have children, their animals. Or sometimes if they like their animals more than their children, they talk more about their animals than their children. Some people, uh, it says, boast a lot about their car or their truck, whatever it is that they drive. And then finally, it says that people boast about their partner or their spouse. As you've heard those lists, what do you think? What is it that you struggle with in terms of envy? What is it you struggle with in terms of boasting? And then what about the last area of, of being prideful? I want you right now just to think for a moment and if you're comfortable, share with the people that you're watching this with, what is one or two things that you feel like you're most proud of? Again, what's something that you feel like you might be most proud of? If you're with someone, share that with them now. If you're by yourselves watching this, just think to yourself, what is it that you feel like you might be most prideful of? Well, thank you for sharing that and interacting with me a little bit. For me, I'm probably very prideful and very proud of my family. I'm proud of my wife, I'm proud of my children, I'm proud of my parents, my in-laws, my grandparents, cousins, nieces, nephews. I feel like I've been surrounded by a family that just really loves and understands and wants to know Jesus more and more. I'm extremely prideful and proud of that and very thankful for that as well. Well, as we look at these areas of envy, boasting, and pride, what seems to be the main focus of each of these things? I think that they all have something in common. And I believe what they all have in common is self. You see, we are envious of what we don't have and what we don't do very well. We boast about what we do have and what we do really well. And then we're proud of what we have and about what we've done. You see, I think self is the commonality that binds all three of these things together. And we live in a time in the world when it seems that everyone is focused on themselves and how everything affects themselves. A perfect example of this to me is social media. According to research done by Statista, the average person spends, get this, two hours and 24 minutes every day on social media. Let me say that one more time. The average person, and this statistic was taken of people all across the globe, not just Americans, not just people in Phoenix, but across the entire globe, the average person, when they boil it down to the average, spends two hours and 24 minutes every day on social media. Wow, that's a lot. How about you? Be honest with yourself right now. How much time are you spending on social media? I know for me, I'm spending hours of time on my phone, not always on social media, on other things. And if I'm honest with myself, it's really a little bit out of control. I spend too much time being focused on my phone and on media and on what's going around, around me in the world. What I want you to think about now is how much of your personal thought life, what you spend time just dreaming about and thinking about is dominated by what we wish we had, but we don't have, what we wish we had accomplished, but we haven't, and what we wish we look like, but we don't. Let me say that to you one more time. How much of your personal thought life is dominated by what we wish we had, but don't have, 
what we wish we had accomplished but haven't accomplished, and what we wish we looked like but we don't. I know for me the problem or issue that I have is a focus problem. I'm focusing on the wrong things and ultimately the wrong person. Instead of focusing on myself and comparing myself to others in my life, I need to focus on Jesus and compare myself to him. In the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verses one and two, it says this, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Again, it says fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. I realize that I need to focus my attention more on Jesus and the life that I want to live like he did. I wanna be more like him. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. This is the way that Jesus loved and this is the way that I should love. One of the best things that I've done ever since I was a teenager to fix my eyes on Jesus and avoid envy, boasting, and pride is to go on a short-term missions trip. You see, when I was 17 years old, I went with my high school church youth group to Tijuana, Mexico for the very first time on a short-term missions trip and built a house for a needy family that was there. Ever since then, I've been going on some type of a short-term mission trip literally every year of my life. I've been so fortunate to go on mission trips in Peru, in Chile, in Kenya, in Israel, in Mexico City. And I've been down to Rocky Point, Mexico, well over 30 times on mission trips. Now I tell you all this not to boast. I know we're talking about boasting. I'm not boasting about my accomplishments or what I've done, but what I'm trying to explain to you is that this has been such an integral part of my relationship with Jesus and helping me overcome these issues of envy and of boasting and of pride. You see, I've personally been struggling in this area over the last year because I was supposed to lead a group of 20 teenagers down to Rocky Point, Mexico on a missions trip back in March. But due to the corona and COVID, that trip was canceled. And so I haven't been down on some type of a mission trip in over 15 months. And I realize that I'm becoming self-focused and my focus and my attention has been on myself and had been on others around me. And I'm missing that opportunity to go on a mission trip where I can get my focus and attention off of myself, off of my initial surroundings. And I can see the world and I can see other people in the world and see how Jesus is using them and how Jesus is using me. I wanna tell you the story of one of the people, one of the people that I've met on one of these mission trips. There's been many people through all the different places that I've gone who've had a profound impact on my life and have taught me so many things about how to be more like Jesus and how to deal with envy and boasting and pride. But right now I wanna tell you about a friend of mine that I met about six or seven years ago down in Rocky Point, Mexico named Harris. We call him Haris. But Harris has become a good friend of mine. And every time we go down there, we work together side by side. And I spend time talking to him and getting to know him better. About four years ago, as we were driving through Rocky Point, just the two of us going to pick up another family for an event that we had that evening, I got some time just to talk to Harris one-on-one about who he is, his life, and what he's been doing and how Jesus has been working in his life. And he kind of told me his story. And Harris said, you know what? He could be doing a lot of different things in his community. He has skills and abilities that would allow him to make more money doing other construction jobs instead of working for this missions organization that he's working for. 
And he realized that he was dealing with this idea of being envious of other people and being prideful about his job and wanting people to notice him and how good he was at his job. As we continued to talk, he went on to tell me why it was that he worked for this missions organization instead of working for some other company or some other organization in his community. He said, Paul, when I was younger, when I was a teenager, um, I was in a relationship and I became a father as a young man. And I didn't marry the, the lady that I had the relationship with. And so I never really had a solid relationship with my daughter. It was a daughter that, that, that he had, uh, had, had born. And so he never had a relationship with that daughter when he was younger. And his daughter moved to America when she was young. And he knew that his daughter was living in the city of Tucson. And so he knew that many groups from Arizona came to Rocky Point, Mexico to do mission trips. And he knew that his daughter was going to a church that was in Tucson. And his tears started to well up in his eyes. He said, Paul, the reason that I work for this missions organization in Rocky Point is because I pray every single day that one day my daughter, who I really don't have a relationship with, will come to Mexico with a church youth group on a mission trip. And I'll have an opportunity to meet her while I'm working. And I'll have an opportunity to be reunited with my daughter. Amazing story. I'm so proud of Harris. I'm so proud that he's been willing to put aside his pride, not be envious of what other people have and say, this is what I wanna do with my life because I believe that this is what Jesus wants me to do. Jesus has impacted his life and he's trying to live it out the best that he can. And I wanna be just like Harris and I wanna do the same type of thing. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18, it says this, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And so today I want to encourage you to think about what are you fixing your eyes on? Where are you spending most of your attention? What about your thought life? And if most of us are honest with ourselves, most of the time we're focusing on ourselves and how things are affecting us in this world and our life. And we're looking at other people around us and we're comparing ourselves to other people. And as a result, we're being filled with envy. We're being filled with pride. And we find ourselves boasting about things that we don't want to be boasting about. I'd like to have you listen to the lyrics to a song. This song is entitled, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. This is what it says. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. O soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a look at the Savior and life more abundant and free. Through death into life everlasting, he passed and we follow him there. O'er us sin no more hath dominion, for more than conquerors we are. O oh, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full 
in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And then listen to the last verse. His word shall not fail you, he promised. Believe him and all will be well. Then go to a world that is dying, his perfect salvation to tell. Oh, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. I know right now for all of us, it's a difficult time to just be alive. Many of us are put in uncomfortable situations. Many of us are not being able to live the life that we want to live. And as a result, we're not loving the way that Jesus wants us to live and to love others. And so I encourage you, as I encourage myself to think about what is it that we're focusing on? What are we fixing our eyes on? And I challenge you to think about each and every day ways that you can take the love of Jesus into this dying world, as that song said. Share the love of Jesus through your smile, through your actions, through the way you behave. Think about what you post on social media, the things that you write about, your thought life. What can you do to be more of a a light in a dark world? So this week, I know we're all struggling in this area of envy, pride, and boasting. And I think the answer is to simply fix our eyes on Jesus. Will you join me in prayer? Dear God, thank you so much for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to come into this world, to be our example, to be our model of how we're supposed to live and how we're supposed to love. Jesus, I'll be honest that right now in my own personal life, I'm struggling in this area of being envious of others, of wanting people to boast and brag about my accomplishments and the things that I've done and being prideful in many different areas in my life. God, I know that many of us are struggling in the same area. And I believe that your word tells us that in order to deal with this, that we need to focus and fix our eyes on your son, Jesus, that he is the ultimate example of love. And it's through living like him and behaving like him that we can overcome envy and boasting and pridefulness in our own lives. And so, dear God, this week, I pray that you would give each and every one of us real life, tangible opportunities to display your love to people that we come in contact with. It may even be people within our own family unit that we're living with, or it may be a stranger that we're going to encounter in the next couple of days. But Lord, when those opportunities come, help us to take advantage of each and every one of them and to live just like you did and to love just like you did. It's in your son's name that we pray, amen.